guys do our San Diego game last year? Joe, I can't remember where I worked last week. They're going to go for it here on fourth and one. A lot of words, a lot of words. No snap, no play. Nothing, right? Hard count for him off sides. Hello and welcome to the Hard Count NFL podcast brought to you by Fox Sports as the air guitar goes on in the podcast booth, the octagon we call it here at Artam and for broadcast way. I am Laurie Horish and I am very happily joined by Melanie Danyashki. What up? And Patrick Stack. How good was that little intro? Have we always said that music? We have. We normally put it on the other end. It's normally in post. We're peeling back the curtain here. I love it. It's all in here now. The energy is high. And it should be after a week five that made a little more sense, but didn't provide any less drama. How did you get through the week, Patrick? With great difficulty. (laughs) How good was the football, though? Amazing stuff. Scenes. Big storylines. One-time executive assistant. Big roars, big roars, scenes. Oh, did I miss that? Yeah, yeah. I obviously, invented so scenes. wasn't around. Roy you have those enough. Queensland maroon headphones <laughs> on so tightly, you miss out on so much. Yeah, Melanie Danyashki, we are going to touch on why you are so radiantly happy today. Mm. But how did you get through this fifth week of the season? Tense, wasn't it? I, I was yes. thinking that maybe Cleveland might upset um, the Patriots, but uh, look, they came through in the end. The didn't Browns they? and how? Yeah, God, yeah. how good was he? We will get to him very shortly And before we do A little music A little breaker To get us in the mood Before we get to one Boston based sports franchise The Hotlanta Falcons Let's start Sorry what was that name again? The the Atlanta Falcons Who did they play? Was it the Denver Broncos. That's right. The Hotlanta Falcons. It is heating up in the dirty south. Dirty. Exposed Denver's defense. Marched the ball from the get-go up and down the field. Wasn't even a big Julio Jones day. No. Tevin Coleman, was, yeah. Devonta Freeman, this dual running back out of the backfield monster that's going on. Over 200 yards from sc- scrimmage and two touchdowns. Kyle Shanahan's offense doesn't just hum, but it blasts the Super Bowl champs off the stage. Is the Matty Ice, Matty Ryan offense for real? Are these guys for real? Well, they certainly seem to be. I did not think that they were going to give the Broncos mm-hmm. a run for their money. And it was interesting hearing from Julio Jones in the uh, post-match, little Julio down by the schoolyard, was suggesting <laughs> that he got double-teamed all game, and he was happy with that, provided someone else could get the numbers. And that certainly seemed to be the case for the Atlanta Falcons. They look like they're pretty legit, don't they? Too mm. legit to quit. However, I will note the Denver Broncos, what did I say last week? I said the big thing they got to do is not turn the ball over and let the defense do the rest. What did they do? They had a couple turnovers, a fumble, and a few interceptions for Paxton Lynch. Yeah, so Paxton Lynch getting your first start, as you mentioned, Mm. and you said you turned the ball over. I wonder how much uh, this plays into the psyche in that when you have a young quarterback coming in, it's always great when they have a strong defense, and he would have thought, look, I've got you know, arguably the best defense Mm. holding me up and meaning that I don't have to be too risky with the ball. I wonder how it played into his mind that straight off the bat, his defense is getting marched up and down and exhausted. Yeah. And all of a sudden, uh-oh, it's I don't have him. the platform. I thought I did walking into this. Yeah. They look terrible playing from behind too, don't they, the Broncos? They're not built for that. They no. want to run the rock through CJ Anderson and a little Devontae Booker as well. And they were forced into a different type of situation. And surprisingly, Atlanta's defense really made their offensive line look like... How many times did they sack Paxton? It was uh, like... 19? <laughs> no. I know Vic Beasley was on absolute yeah. fire. He's slamming the quarterback and... 
What I really like that they did there, Vic Beasley, very talented outside edge rusher to hunt the quarterback, but he needed a little help, and they brought in Dwight Freeney, noted veteran who starred for the Cardinals in their run last year, to really help bring him along and give a threat on the opposite side, take a little pressure off. So, look, this this Falcons team is going from strength to strength, and yep. they were clearly a team that we were looking at going, uh-huh, is this going to be the same old fast-start Falcons that fade like, you know, bad strawberries? Because they were undefeated <laughs> for a long stretch last season. And there is nothing worse than a fading strawberry, oh. let me give you the tip. When you're really <laughs> craving that nice little summery, juicy fruit, reach to the back of the fridge and the colours are all wrong. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a real gutting performance. You know what wasn't a gutting performance? Possibly no one was happier in the earlier slate oh, oh in the Fox God. Sports newsroom than Melanie Danyashki. And why? Because of this. Stop dancing. He was back and... Just look like he picked up where he left off. He said there was a bit of rust. I didn't see any of the rust. Well, this is the thing. This is what the media were asking. They actually asked Martellus Bennett as well. Got the WD-40 out for him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that alarm ready. Hey. So. Look. Marty had two touchdowns, very handy. Uh-uh. No? Marty Buddy had three, three touchdowns. Yeah. Three. So Pardon, everyone was waiting sorry? to see Gronk, but it was all going towards Martellus. However, Gronk looked back, looked like he was sort of oh. back in his groove with Brady. It'll be so... I mean, imagine being that stacked at tight end. you got two... Absurdly like, probably, hard to defend that, isn't it? It really Look, is. It was hard to defend when it was Aaron Hernandez. Now, obviously, Aaron Hernandez, we discovered what type of person he was, and he was somewhere. sent packing yep. off to jail. Quality mm. Martellus Bennett is a more complete... and. Very athletic tight end. He can block and he can get out there and be the move tight end and be a pass-catching threat. So can Gronk. So now you don't have a designated role for either. You don't know which you're getting. That 37-yard <laughs> touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know who was running free alongside Martellus Bennett? Rob Gronkowski. Are you at all worried about um, their defense, though, in terms of what we've seen over the first five games of the season? Because no, we knew that the defense has the, been pretty solid. Yeah. They've given up points, though. They gave up 13 to the Browns. Yeah, but the, the Browns are dreadful. But I mean, it was like one like first score was uh, when it was seven seven or something like that. So mm-hmm. it wasn't, and then they scored just a couple of field goals, or whatever. But it's, so it's not it's not like that's really you know burning the house down or the, anything like that. The best thing or the, the the biggest alleviator of concerns for the Patriots defense is the fact that with Brady back in the helm and this offense looking as good as it has in the past decade. Just I know it's one game, but there's no doubt they're going from stride for stride. Is they're going to put the defense in advantageous situations? They're going to be playing with a lead. They're going to be able to get after the quarterback. So I think I think there are some holes there. I don't think it's dominant, but I think it's nothing oh, that's yeah. going to, to halt another ugh, deep Patriots <laughs> run in the playoffs. Now, we're going to jump to a team that looked like a stunner to make a run at the playoffs. The Philadelphia Eagles. Plenty of narratives mm. coming into this game oh, around Eagles. Carson Wentz. No more W. Going into a matchup against the Jekyll and Hyde Detroit Lions, who will change their colours and change their skin in the middle of a game. And they come up 24-23 losers. Stacky, so this one hit you hard, and we can touch just why later, but mm. are we worried about Carson Wentz, or are we worried about the Eagles, or is this just a minor blip uh, as they get the first loss of the season? Oh, this is an interesting one for me, because they were coming off, uh, they had the, the bye, so mm. the Eagles, you know, they're off to a flyer, they're in Philly, everyone's telling them how great mm. they are, they're the best including thing ever. Including Including me. <laughs> so it didn't surprise me to see them fall behind, but they actually regained their composure and sort of put things back together and seemed to, I, I was watching this game closely, as you know, because I had a bit of cash on it. Starts with um, M, ends in ulti bet. Um, and uh, it seemed to me like that they were going to close out until that last fumble. I thought there was a lot to like about that way they worked their way back into the mm-hmm. game from, from when they were behind. So I'm, I'm not overly concerned about it. 
Mel, happy what you From saw with, with Carson Wentz playing behind? I think he'll be probably good for him in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. You know, he needs to be able to realise it's not all flowers and sunshine and rainbows. Not in Philadelphia. No. And, no. Um, but you know what? I don't think Eagles fans could be that upset with Would this, you with say that it's not always sunny in Philadelphia? Philadelphia. Oh. I'm just going to leave now. Where's that That'll sound be it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they did waste one, though. Like, that's one. They, sh- they should be 4-0 instead. That, that, yeah. they, oh, winnable might be one game they by come all means. To, uh, yeah. rue in the... I think you're looking at similar things with the Dallas Cowboys, and we'll touch on them in a sec. The one game that got away from them, again, was late situation. Young quarterback where it just doesn't come off. But the interceptionless run for Wentz is over. This has been the most over-talked storyline with you know, him and Dak Prescott going toe for toe for the lead. You know, plenty of Hall of Fame quarterbacks have thrown intercepts early in their career. Exactly. Oh, it's, one Peyton it's Manning through a ton. It's not where or when yeah. you throw your intercepts early on. It's how you rally. Right. Um, you just don't want to finish your career with one. I think that's on some girl's Instagram page. Look, I, Somewhere. I, big Instagram fiend me. That's where I get all my material. Quote. Now, <laughs> who do we touch on next? Shall it be... Your boys. Uh, let's do it. Ha- you, do you want to go there? Yes. Yeah, you yeah, want yeah. to go I there? I want to end on them, that so good. yes. I'm going to let you guys set this up. All right. Well, the Cowboys. Zeke. Ezekiel Elliott. Correct. Zeke freak. Damn, that boy is a beast. Mm-hmm. What did he go for? 171 total yards for Cincinnati. That. Cincinnati, absolute poo. <laughs> like, could not. Wow, coming in hot mail. Could not put together anything. I'm just, I'm so disappointed in them. They rallied towards the end a little bit, got a couple of well, scores. But junk you know, time. Like, yeah. What's the biggest storyline? They're not in that. it the whole game. Is the biggest storyline the success of the Cowboys or mm. the, how disappointing the Bengals were? Oh, that's hard because the Cowboys were pretty impressive, but Cincinnati, like they, they've got. You talk about Jekyll and Hyde performances. Contender. They're probably the bigger Jekyll, Jekyll and Hyde performers out there, I would say. Because they're just sometimes they're able to put in these amazing performances at Dalton and Green mm. and um, and Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard. And then out of nowhere, they'll just, you know, struggle to get points on the board. It's really frustrating. I think the holes in their offensive line showed up in a big way. They looked slow and yep. cumbersome. They're strong, but Dallas was able to get a pass rush on you. Demarcus Lawrence being back is huge, but. Again, this is Dallas's pass rush we're talking yep. about here. This is not the Denver Broncos. This is not the Minnesota Vikings defense. So they were able to get that job done. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, ooh, ooh. Dak, mm. how many more of these performances do we need before you jump ship and you bin Tony Romo and you get around the <laughs> Dak MVP as your talk. first? I've seen MVP talk around Dak. You'll find anything if you search in the internet. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's one game. I think there's one game left before the bye. Well, yep. there is one game left for the before the buy, and I think there's one game left for this run for Dak Prescott. Look, he's looked fantastic, but everyone out there saying, "Oh, don't fix it if it if it isn't broken." Oh, you know we're winning now. You'll you'll lose the locker room. That locker room is so firmly entrenched behind Tony Romo, and he if you Tony think if on you the think, sidelines, he was loving he's it. He's loving it. He's a second offensive coordinator out there at this point, mm. but also. If you think how good this offense has been so far, and it's been conservative in some ways, but very effective and very efficient in the red zone at times, how good is it going to be with Tony Romo there, who is going to help you in late-game situations? Right. The deep right. field's going to be there. No, but that's a yeah, question. No, no, we get it. And and look, we know this is something you've been very, very passionate about. <laughs> Your boy Tony, he's coming back because, as you said, why wouldn't they try him out? I mean, exactly. It makes sense. And if the body's done, if yeah. the back is done, then you're going to get the same result anyway. Dak Prescott will be taking yeah. over. It's uh, got to give you a lot of confidence going forward. Now, yeah. one place that does not have a quarterback controversy. <laughs> Pittsburgh. Big Ben. Big Steve Ben. The bell toll. Oh, my oh. God. Wheeling and dealing. Le'Veon Bell. There you Did go. you get that? I thought it was a point. Was- yeah. Is, it, is it better when I point it out? Yeah, it's it is, oh, Yeah, no, it's always better when you point your jokes out. <laughs> Just like when you tell people how funny you are. That's, that's always a great line. The Pittsburgh Steelers. How Talk about outclassing your opponent. Who yeah. has a bigger ceiling, Lawrence? Would you say that Melanie's 
Patriots or Big Ben Steelers have a higher ceiling? On offense, you, I think it's really neck and neck. I think they're different because they have the the Steelers have the class of the running back class with Le'Veon Bell and, and the best backup in D'Angelo yeah. Williams. My gosh. Uh, you know, when Bell gets shut down, not shut down, but limited to about 60-odd yards by the Jets' nasty shut defensive down. front, he just contributes <laughs> with about 1,000 catches. And then you get Sammy Coates is emerging as a huge deep speed threat. And, of course, Antonio Brown and Big Ben is making, you know, Jesse James look like uh, the next great tight end in Pittsburgh. But then you jump across. The Patriots do it in a whole different way. They're more of a short passing game attack. They hit you with multiple routes and option routes and dual tight end sets. These two are the most exciting offenses. We'll see. The biggest ceiling for me is still New England, though. Yeah, they're pretty impressive, wow. the New England Patriots. Wow. What, did you, what did you think of the Jets in this particular fixture that we saw the Steelers just taking them apart? I thought the Jets have been looking pretty good at sections through this season, and yet they mm, find themselves yeah. on the end of a season that looks like it's not going to result in playoffs yet, yet again. There's yeah. been some pretty miserable Jets fans they're on out a there, lot mate. of. Ryan Fitzpatrick was under a lot of pressure there. He was he certainly not having was. a fun time. And I think injuries are really taking a toll. Eric Decker, obviously. Darrell yeah. Revis, whether he's the player he was or not, he's gone down Regardless, as well. Regardless, he's an experienced guy. You want him on. Yeah, I think I think there's some things taking their toll there, and it, it can't just be Brandon Marshall uh, in the receiving game. You know, Quincy Anunwa has been a, a real fun name to say and a, an interesting fantasy flyer for some of you, but I think Are the they Jets, one and four? The Jets they have They're not as bad as one and four from the no, limited bits of right. Jets that However, I've seen. However, they've been on a massive slide, whereas you look at the Steelers, and it's almost like that loss they suffered to it was uh, to, to Philadelphia, Philly, where they scored only three points is just really I feel like pissed them off. They're, they're still bipolar, they're, though. You don't trust them. If you, you gambled, you really which you don't, so? you wouldn't gamble on them. On who? The Steelers? Yeah. You're still not convinced I that they can do this I went to gamble on them this week, and I didn't trust them against the Jets. Right. Yeah, well, look, they've, they've, t- they've taken some injuries on their uh, defensive side as well, and they still need to get Ryan Shazier back as well. So it'll be mm. interesting as they come up against more complete teams. Mm. Now, those are the headlines, the big talking points. Oh, yeah. What we do want to get to now are some teams or some players or some moments <laughs> that really have left us... Not mad. I'm just disappointed. Now, Mel, all too many times this year, this <laughs> segment has started in the quiet beach town of San Diego. A whale's and, vagina. Uh-huh. And it does once again with a dramatic <laughs> ending. It's a great movie. To the Chargers' defeat to the Oakland Raiders. Yes, it's something that you were disappointed about, are you not? I'm gutted about. It's it's so frustrating because Philip Rivers is a fantastic quarterback to, to just watch play. He's been on fire this season. We can get into that further down the road. But Drew Kayser dropping a field goal snap late in the game oh. to possibly tie this one up at 34-all. Handing Oakland another jammy win as much yeah. as... Yeah, as can much, everyone just chill yeah. out on the Raiders? As much as <laughs> we enjoy Blackjack oh. Del Rio, oh, it works on so many levels. They've been pretty unconvincing. They got Carl Joseph back, a really impressive rookie safety. A lot of people like coming out of the draft, but that defense was still leaky. Oh, yeah. They marched up and down. and uh, I know they're sexy. I know that, you know... But was it win by N- any means? The NWA biopic was out last <laughs> year and that we're all a little bit seduced by the overall Oakland Raiders story. But, but it's the old just win. doesn't oh, matter how, me. just win. And at the end of the day, They'll San just Diego lose when it matters. are, are oh, just yeah. losing. Yeah. And yeah. unfortunately, they've all pretty much been within reach of absolutely winning. Oh, the stats for, for the, the San Diego Chargers, they've been with the lead or in the mix in the final two minutes. Got a in, touchdown if in If not it. all, just about yeah. all of their games. And then you, nothing hammers home the heartache more than seeing Phil Rivers, father of 19, <laughs> um, on the sidelines watching this fumbled field he goal. He has a lot of children. Bungled completely. They call um, him the inseminator. <laughs> <laughs> 
and well, if he, he just looks at you, he, you, you might get knocked up. He, I'll tell you what, he was looking down the barrel of the camera and he mouthed, we're the bad news bears. Oh, I mean, really. Milking it. it. Oh, I, Phil, he had to know the camera was on him. We're going to throw the question later about too. whether the time is up for Phil, whether he's owed something from the San Diego franchise, but that wasn't the only team leaving us disappointed. No, it was not. Patrick Stack. Philly, you know I love you. Home <laughs> of the Roots crew, my favourite hip-hop group of all time. Questlove, Black Thought, you're my boys. <laughs> The Eagles are not backing you up right now. They're killing me. I've got very limited credibility when it comes to NFL. So when I backed in the Eagles early on in the season and said that Wentz was the real deal, I was feeling pretty smug seeing him just consistently throw touchdown after touchdown and march my way into credibility stakes uh, in the positive side of things. Well, Ryan Matthews fumbling for Philly cost me dearly on the last leg of my NFL multi to hand the Detroit Lions. Is it Ryan Matthews or is it Darius Slay? That is the question. Well, Darius da- Slay being the uh, defensive Detroit, back yeah. for Detroit. Well, um, that's was holding on to the, the ball. With the, with the fumble. Putting his helmet where it counts. Yeah, getting in there with good tackling technique. And, and then he came up with the intercept on Wentz as well. So ultimately, mm-hmm. not only were the Philadelphia slayed, Eagles bro. slayed, Patrick Stack was slayed by Darius. Now, those are the guys that have us not mad, but disappointed. Now, these guys have us straight up mad. Oh, yeah. Now, Obviously. there's not much to get the Vikings that the Vikings have done to make you too mad this year, Mel. They're 5-0. and They march business as usual against the Texans. Defense showing up. Sam Bradford protecting the ball. Mm-hmm. But someone within that Vikings community. Serious NFL-ony oh, offense. yes. We're bringing back the nfl And I'm looking at you, random guy, tailgating <laughs> at a Vikings party uh, in a chef outfit or something. He looks like he's Kevin James, uh, just to give you a description on his looks. And he's shouting all this stuff, and there's a big crowd of people around him. He's on his little soapbox yelling crap. And then he takes a live fish and bites a tan off. What kind of fish are we talking about here? Are we We're talking, talking koi? Are we like talking a, a cod? Like a... No, like no? a th- like a thin prim, I guess. Maybe? Like, like, I don't a wasn't a leather jacket. Sounds like a mullet. Like Could a have mullet. been a mullet. Yes. Okay. Could well have been a mullet, yes. Not and lost in NFL tailgating yeah, parties, yeah, yeah. the mullet. I mean, first of all, who the hell has live fish at a tailgate party? Number two, he goes in for another bite, takes another live fish, rips its head off with his mouth, spits it out. Everyone's disgusted, doesn't know how to feel. I'm just looking at you and I'm going, bro, that's an NFL. I reckon <laughs> o- other side of the coin. This is the sort of commitment and like m- maniacal sort of uh, attack on the football we've seen from the Vikings <laughs> that's driving their season. It's, uh, that's it's, fan Im- imitating team right there. It's all there. just a metaphor. Is yeah, that yeah, saying, yeah. They're right? going to rip your head off. <laughs> the Viking blood running really strong in the Minnesota car park. <laughs> yeah, good on it. And the blood was also getting heated in the New York Giants locker room. Now, each of us have been like in, in, in locker rooms before and it can be a tense tense media atmosphere Eric Flowers first round pick for the New York Giants he got whipped badly in the Giants relatively sloppy loss to the Green Bay Packers (laughs) that's being nice yeah he lost it and shoved ESPN reporter Jordan Ranan. I apologise if I that's pronounce of, that wrong. There's a lot of A's in there, isn't there? There are, plenty of A's. Three of Jordan Ranan. He later apologised to Jordan, but head coach Ben McAdoo said he'll be, they'll be disciplined for flowers for his behaviour. Ben McAdoo. What type of conduct is this where you perform poorly and plenty of people are giving you shtick and Jordan Ranan has been a noted criticiser of... Eric Flowers at play on the offensive line, but he's not the only one. Mm. And you shove a reporter? Really? It's just dumb, isn't it? It's just dumb. And, like, I want to know what the discipline will be exactly. Is Are we talking a fine? Are we talking, like, you know, I don't know, what other things could they possibly Look, do? They're not going to take him out of the game, you'd think. No, but there's going to be a pretty solid precedent here because while 
journos and, and members of the media really need to respect uh, NFL or the athletes, um, and you get amazing access yeah. over there. Um, it's same in the NBA. You know, locker room access and talking to any player that makes himself available, and most of them do. Uh, members of the media need to respect it, but this sounds like he saw Jordan coming over and called him out, and then when Jordan was trying to said, I'm trying to do my job, bang, it got physical, which is Well, it bizarre. got, there was like a verbal stash. First, Flowers said, get the out of my face, bro, and then when he didn't leave, that's when he shoved the guy. I mean... It sounds like there is obviously, I don't know, some sort of history between these two. And that does exist that across the NFL. It, no, it doesn't. It. I appreciate that there's broadcast rights are the reason these guys get paid such exorbitant amounts yeah. of money and when do it comes they. down to it. Yeah. But uh, don't you guys ever feel when you're interviewing an athlete, sometimes you sort of have that out of body experience? Like I just interviewed his Ralph Lau on set and I was asking Humble him about why he's had such a. Guilty, just trying to. <laughs> Uh, I was just saying to him... Was that on Fox Sports News? It was. Can catch okay, a Channel yep. 500. Okay. Exclusive sure content. Get that in. Um, but I was asking him about his disappointing year. What the hell would I know about yeah, Israel Folau? Like, the, the guy's an absolute superstar yeah, in his right. code, and he's got me who's played like the highest level of rugby <laughs> I played with Spaghetti Cup, like 8-15 <laughs> for my high school. And I'm asking him about his disappointing year. Like Sometimes I can understand why an athlete, in the heat of the moment after giving everything and having a crap game, mm-hmm. not through one of trying. They see the one bloke that they hate who's been mouthing him off in the press who uh, you know could never yeah. get to that level. Sure. Yeah. I can understand why they snap. So are you saying snap. that it'd be quite all right if Iz- Izzy Folau just went and shoved you then? Well, Israel Folau knows I'm a quite an elite athlete in my own field, maybe not rugby. But, uh, I will say, though. Wouldn't dare. Having, when it comes to tiddlywinks, oh, uh, having been in these NFL locker rooms, though, uh, he's a big, big dude. It is, it is an intimidating, physically sized yeah. man here. And if one of them is telling you to back off, I can tell you I would not have no. gone down the Jordan Ranan route and, uh, and I would have got myself out of there pretty quickly. Now, yeah. Now, from... Athletes that are not too happy with the media to athletes that the Aussie media is very happy to see flying the flag for us. Oh, yeah. It is time for First Down Under. And it starts with an Aussie punter battle between Jordan Berry and Lachlan Edwards in the Jets and Pittsburgh Steelers. Punt off. Punt off. Now, obviously the Steelers got the win and, you know. What? (laughs) You big punt. Oh, dear. Let's go. Berry finishing just three punts, all three inside the 20. Very nice. Great control. Good spin. Good touch. Like a golfer. Lachlan Edwards. <laughs> six punts. Busy day for him as that Jets offense was really spluttering. Over 43 average. The big boot was booming. The high over 40 is pretty good, isn't it? You're happy yeah, with that. Average, yeah. at least. Jordan Berry with the moment, though. The moment that mattered. He had a fake field goal run where he set sight <laughs> down the sideline. He didn't quite get there to convert it. And there was a flag on the play. Didn't go well. But he backed it up with a very fine bit of tweetery. Great team win today at Heinz Field. And don't worry, Steelers fans, next time I run the ball, I'll go as far as those punts did today. Big talking Jordan Berry. He's been in fantastic form on the field. Continues to rise in the Aussie NFL player stock Twitter ratings, which is, I I know we're all following those really quick. And then we go to... If you're Jordan Berry, you're thinking, Mm. how good is this year going to be? We're running around for the Steelers, aren't you? Well, that's clearly what he's feeling. He's having a relatively, relatively unbusy schedule. Can we get him on the... He's a pod listener, isn't he? We'll touch base with his people. His Mm -hmm. people talk to our people and we'll get arguably the best Aussie puncher in the NFL Mm -hmm. uh, on. Contentious call. We had another member of the Aussie NFL crew competing for that title. Brad Wing lost to the Packers. Six punts just under 40 average with half of them down inside the 20. But again, this Giants team giving him a little too much work. He, I'm sure he's not looking forward to having six punts. That means that the offense isn't moving the ball like they should. And then Adam Gotsis. Just a quieter day, Mel. Mm. Just seven snaps. 
It wasn't a big day for any Bronco, really. No. There was some talk that he was being a little bit targeted. That was sort of running straight at him because he was the the rookie. He was the younger guy. That's going to happen across the league. Yeah. So they see his number come out there on the limited snaps and figure, okay, let's see if we can let's push the young guy. guy around. Yeah. And that wraps up how the Aussies go in a slightly busy first down under. You know, at times over my uh, high school cricket career, some people would call me Postman Pat Mel in a derogatory sort of... Oh, but that was a great show. In an attempt at bullying. I thought they could have done better. Okay. Fat Stack, maybe. Maybe closer. Anyway, as I am Postman Pat, we're going to deliver you the mailbag for this week, which is good enough to have a few of our loyal listeners send through on Twitter a few questions for us to pick through and the first one I'll direct to you Lawrence and it's does Phil Rivers deserve better a 68.0 completion 1,469 yards 11 TDs 3 interceptions and a passer rating of 108.4 still lacking in the wins column for Phil Rivers this one comes from at Dominic Burke a friend of the show a friend of some of ours and a, and a true Chargers diehard he does deserve better and I think if I'm the Chargers and I'm looking at how this season's going do I owe it to Phil Rivers to ship him off at the end of the year? Do I give him a chance? Do I send him to the Arizona Cardinals and maybe ask for Carson Palmer back, maybe a second-round pick as well? Maybe Garoppolo. Do you just completely refurbish the quarterback room? But, uh, yeah, it's so sad for Rivers, who, if you're watching him play, he's turning guys like Tyrell Williams into Terrell Owens. He's <laughs> making stars out of nowhere. Yeah, You've read out the stats. They're phenomenal. Hunter Henry. Hunter who? Hunter Henry. H square. Hunter Henry has just Hunter, been on fire. Rookie, rookie tight ends, and yeah. Hunter Henry was a well-rated one, a nicely rounded prospect, but rookie tight ends normally perform with about the size and numbers as you and I, <laughs> and he's turning into an absolute stud. So, yeah, Rivers, it, it, it is sad to see. We mentioned that we are the bad news bears coming out of his mouth, but it would be fascinating to see what he did if he was planted on another team. Maybe, maybe. To your Kansas City oh, Chiefs. Oh, we would love him in Kansas City. You can send Alex Smith off to oh. the only market quieter than Kansas City, San Diego. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> it would be the greatest result. You know what Alex Smith did during the bye? Mm. He continued to throw passes that were under 10 feet. Is this your inside scoop? Yeah, that's, what, that's my scoop for you. He still hasn't made a completion even on the training track. He was throwing to no one. While we are on quarterback controversy, the next question from the mailbag from at Toby Wilson AU. You're starting a new team in the NFL... All the QBs are gone, and you have to choose from Hoyer, oh. Manziel, Tebow, or Edelman. Oh, I love this question. What would you do? Wait. Who is your starting oh, quarterback? Sorry, I was that kid in class. Can I hear it again, please, sir? Uh, t- I'll take you through it. Edelman, if you want to win games. Mm-hmm. I know that's insane. <laughs> Tebow, if you want to uh, engage the Christian right mm-hmm. and build a fan base. Mm-hmm. And if you want to have a bloody good time, Johnny Manziel. And Brian Hoyer does nothing. Yeah, Hoyer, no. sorry, Brian mate. Hoyer, Hoyer actually probably the only decent... Well... Well, I reckon Edelman is better than Hoyer. You reckon Edelman's... You, you really like that little trick play that New England threw against the I Ravens did. a couple of years ago. You'd have Hoyer over at the tailgate to just talk about all the million teams he's been in. Yes. Just yeah. stories, you know? He'd be great for a story. Yeah, he's a Jeff Robson of the NFL. <laughs> what a sight, by the way, did you see this week? Uh, Josh McCown tweeting out, injured, coming back. Browns quarterback, thankfully, because they saw another QB go down. Oh, the tweet about with his the daughter? The tweet about his daughter that it was Jersey Day at school and her and about... Gonna I'm going to say it was about eight. eight. About eight friends yeah. of hers all had Josh McCown jerseys on from the different teams he's played on and still didn't cover the spread, didn't have enough bodies <laughs> to cover all the jerseys for all the teams he's played on. It's a pretty legendary photo. Josh McCown really becoming a sweetheart of the NFL yeah. in these late days of his career. And look, he's going to be thrown back into the action pretty soon by the looks of it with more injuries. 
Which will be good for Cleveland. And we will tweet out that picture on the Hard Count Fox Twitter account later. We will. Mel, are you happy with those choices as your startup quarterback? Hey, I heard Edelman is starting QB, so yeah, I'm good. And finally, this one was mailed in by Old Mail. This this old one, mail. the like, old mail, like snail mail, like snail mail. Like physical mail. Someone yes, the postage stamp. Yeah. What? 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 No, they probably just stole it from there, like reply paid. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, we know where the postage stamps at Fox have been going. Well, you've already given out the address at the beginning of the show. Very so we're topical. Get more at this yeah. point. <laughs> Very topical. Run if you could ISIS. change one rule in the NFL, <laughs> what rule would you change, Mel Danyashki? Just chill the hell out about the whole celebrations of touchdowns oh. and first downs. Three pumps okay. is okay. <laughs> Four pumps. Give me five. You know, I'm not going to... I'm with you here, Daniel. Where, where were the days when, when we could see... Okay, so what is the difference between Victor Cruz's little shimmy, mm-hmm. little salsa, and Antonio Brown doing some weird sort of thrusting with the football? Yeah, little... It's it just, like, just embrace the it. Line? It's just contemporary let it culture. All in. Let it all in. I, I mean, I understand if there's uh, threatening, like you can't sort of yeah. uh, make a gesture like a slitting throat or, or, you know, any attack of some sort. And that's, don't go in the face fine. of another... Don't celebrate a touchdown yeah, in the like, face don't do of another it too, player. Yeah, too gloaty. Uh-huh. No one wants uh, that. Gloaty McGee's No, you worst. want it. Stack, yeah, I want, want to, it. Like, bring it, uh, uh, hang on, we're talking about a country where <laughs> it's okay to taunt your fellow presidential candidate. You can say, <laughs> I would lock you up in jail. I would lock you in jail, Hillary oh, Clinton. Oh, mate, it's just locker talk. Locker room talk. Yeah, no, it's Apparently all locker room talk. You can right? taunt Hillary Clinton if you're Donald Trump, but you can't taunt someone else when you're on the NFL field. Give that's, me a that's spell. Bring back a some taunting. That's actually a good point. If the presidential candidates can do it, why can't the players in the NFL? Top down. Mic th- drop from Pat Stack. Yeah, I think it's out of touch with the NFL stacky. You obviously feel passionate about that. Any other rules you're looking to change? Or nah, that's, that's your campaign? Me, that's me. That's good. But you know what I will say? I love um, You see Andrew Hawkins, the Browns player, after he oh. connected with a TD pass. Um, he sort of made a, mock, a mockery oh. of, of the new rules and what you can and can't do. Not quite being sure, maybe, of what you can and can't do. Caught in the moment. Just catches it, plops it down, does a little robot, returns back to the line of scrimmage. Like, <laughs> what a legend. He said, look, this is what you want us to turn into, you know. Robotic stat makers. And that's what he's going to do. I don't like the pass interference uh, penalty right now. I think too, too often... Are there too many at the moment? It's like it's too big a swing in a game where you know you can hurl up a ball on third and long, 50 yards down the field, and it might be a ticky-tacky bit of contact, and they're like, no, no, pass interference, spot foul. We're going to advance the ball 50 yards. For me, if it's longer than 15 yards, just make it a 15-yard penalty, automatic first down. I like that. Stop having these big moments, and it especially happens in the NFL when you are getting very physical contests at the wide receiver cornerback stage. Stop making big contests turn on plays that are defined by penalties. Mm. And Let's- it seems to be officiated inconsistently yeah. when they get to playoffs as well. It seems to be pass interference. They're much more reluctant to call it. Yeah, a bit like origin. You know, oh, it's yeah. not an origin yeah, penalty. Yeah, you know, it's rush. not a test rugby penalty. Give mm. me a spell. Now that's us looking to rectify the rule book, just as Odell Beckham Jr. looked to rectify his relationship with the kicking net. <laughs> a bit of a kiss and a cuddle after a he took smooch. a very athletic touchdown hug. Uh, for the Giants. A little smooch and a kiss. Now we look on... To week six. I cannot believe it. We're up to week six. Prediction time. Where does the what time go, Lawrence? I don't know where the time goes. Oh. But I know the time is almost running out for us today. So as we look ahead at the week Broncos six charges. slate. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Melanie Danyashki, yes. what are the headline? What's your headline going to be? Snappy, short, sharp, as you always are. <laughs> what are we going to see? Andrew up all night to get lucky oh. in Houston. 
Stop it. I'm on a pun roll today, aren't I? It's good. <laughs> again, um, again making sure everybody... Yeah, just just pointing you, to the scoreboard. Did you get it? That did was a catch pun. It? Well, should we, that should we, should we start penalising Mel for celebrating? That's one of many things yeah, you should yeah. start penalising Mel for. Um, no, I think Indianapolis... Um, there's a lot of things that are not going quite right for them right now, but I don't think Andrew Luck has had a proper opportunity to, you know, do his job to the best of his ability. But uh, they've had, a, you know, a couple of wins, and um, you know, I think they'll be a good confidence boost. And mm. against the Texans, whose defensive line has, you know, been hit by the injury to JJ oh, absolutely. Watt, absolutely. Um, and they got Frank Gore coming off momentum. a momentous occasion, passing Jim Brown in the all-time rushing Correct. stakes. Correct. He's a bulldozer, that guy. Oh. He's he's going to tear man, it up. The man got his shirt off. This the rig is in the, about in the locker room. It's it, it's it's short, but and you're like, geez, is he has he got some gut going on? He turns out he's just all muscle, just yeah. in about five foot four of uh, frame. It is yeah. ridiculous. Uh, his butt looks like it's halfway up his rib cage. <laughs> like it's just a weird looking dude. But he can bulldoze through it. He can. Line. So Andrew up all night to get lucky for Mel mm-hmm. Stackman. Brady flounders in defeat to the Bengals. <laughs> oh, no, the Bengals respond. The Bengals respond as Brady flounders. Geno Atkins has had a taste for Brady's blood before. Yeah, oh, he's hungry. You know what that lacked? A pun. Yeah, okay. Sorry about that. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, something I won't thoroughly enjoy, and I tip no one to thoroughly enjoy, Browns versus Titans, due to complete lack of interest, gets replaced by seven straight episodes of uh, the Nanny reruns. Oh, that'd Fran be great. Fran Drescher. Yeah, Fran Drescher that'd makes more of a comeback than Josh McCown this week. Mr. Wow. Sheffield. So I think that takes that us note. through. That On that note... Hit us up at HardCountFox to get involved. Give us your mailbag questions. Mm. Get onto iTunes and give us some reviews. Yes, please do that. Get those going. Five stars, we prefer. If you slam us, maybe we'll read them out if they're funny. But if you are going to give us criticism, make it constructive and perhaps a little funny. Tell us your favourite nanny episodes. Didn't your parents raise you correctly? Just give us five stars. So (laughs) at at Fox. For your nanny uh, nanny episodes that you wish to see. Oh, my gosh. For your mailbag questions. Yes. Uh, we'll do some Twitter Q&A. Maybe mm-hmm. even a little Periscope this week. At Patrick Stack Fox. At Melanie D-I-N-J-A-S-K-I. And coming soon with a blue tick. <laughs> at Laurie Horace. We'll see how we go. Jono, I'm coming for you. Pressure is on. That is done.